With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It is Mick and Christian's back off his deathbed slash <laughs> whatever bed you're on. Uh, yeah, how you doing, lad? Yeah. Yeah, I'm better, but I'm still a little bit having having a little bit of a cold, but I have no fever. Um, so yeah, the last week has been crap in terms of not feeling well. I had like 40 degrees fever, like two days. Kept on working still, but had a, a lot of rest in between because uh, I work from home at the moment. So that's fine. But yeah, it's been a long week with just feeling of you know feeling like shit but uh, much better now still got a little bit of a blocked nose but now we now we're going again and the reds are back tomorrow so that's my and i got a new tv as well so i'm gonna watch it on the a big fucking nice tv so i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> feeling better and have a big tv that's the that's the way of life that's how you cure any pain in your life just go <laughs> go and buy yourself a massive telly and just put loads of films on or the footy i mean yes. it depends what it depends how Liverpool play whether it's going to make you better or not, it might just make you feel loads worse because you're seeing it on a better screen and you're like, yeah, maybe, actually... but at least it uh, <laughs> won't go in like a, you know, a, bot- a beer bottle into the screen or anything. Now it could have happened with the old TV, you know, at yeah. any point, but this time I'd be like, no, no, you know, chill. Stay clear. <laughs> yeah. Stay clear. I go out yeah. and scream on the balcony instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you live near Christian and you're there screaming, don't worry. Liverpool are just getting beat one nil. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or he's clearing his throat. Either one. Could be. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're here for the preview of Wolves. Um, yeah, we've played them. We've played them three times in the in the past four weeks, which is a bit mad. I mean, we played. It just feels like we've played Brighton and Wolves for like forever, just constantly playing Wolves next week. Oh, Brighton the week after. Oh, we've got Wolves again next week. Just constantly <laughs> in a fucking fucking in a weird. Yeah, like an al- alternate <laughs> universe where you, it's just. Three three teams in the league, and you're playing Wolves and Brighton every week. Um, but yeah, it is Wolves. Clopped on his press conference uh, not too long ago, and yeah, quite a quite a bit of quite a bit of good news. I think. I mean, on the injury front, I think that's the probably the most interesting stuff because that's what we want. That's why we didn't go into the transfer market because we know we've got good players coming back, but. Just give you a little rundown on what he said on injuries. So he said, generally looking better. Jot has had a full session with the team this week, then a rehab session the day after, which is part of like the rehab plan that he's got. And he'll be back in training 
next week, which is absolutely massive news for us because we, we do miss him a lot. Bobby's getting closer, he said. He said Diaz isn't running, um, but we'll take a few more weeks. He's out on the pitch, which is really good. So in terms of like forward three, that's really <laughs> good news to get people, good quality players back. Uh, obviously, Canate injured. Um, yeah, but he said it's not perfect. But we've got Joey and and Joel, and they've played together before, so it's we've got a got a good um, backup, I suppose, to to kind of keep us ticking over and on whatever else until Carter gets back. And obviously, they also mentioned Van Dyke as well. Said he's getting closer, uh, but not ready for the game, and also back and training next week. So back and training next week, we should have Jota, Van Dyke, and, and Firmino, I imagine, which. I mean, Everton games on the the Monday might be touch and go for. I mean, it'd be surprising to have all three of them back. But it's nice that it's nice to have some positive news because it just seems like for weeks and weeks and weeks the 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 conversations have been, the questions have been getting asked, and Klopp's kind of like, oh, I don't know, a couple more weeks, and it's never any good news. But it seems like the light we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's nice to hear that you know players are coming back and after injuries because we know when they are obviously injured for a longer period of time we just wait and wait and you know the results are not going our way we just feel like we we're lacking players to help us to rotate to help us change games and all that kind of stuff so it's nice to hear that you know uh really good players that will help us uh, going forward will come back even though they might be a little bit too early for the the derby but you know instead of just looking at the situation as it as it is now with injuries just think ahead of you know we we will have them back and we have a massive games coming up so hopefully that will help us so i'm just happy to hear that you know no one else at the moment is injured or newly injured uh, and that we have like this key place coming back yeah because we i mean i did a show on my own i didn't i didn't know how it was gonna go i've done 17 minutes i was just ranting for 17 minutes about us not signing anyone but so we've not actually like spoke about it but that was to be expected wasn't it really like like Klopp said, like we're going to be getting players back, and he's not—he's never been one to like dash into the market to do like emergency deals unless we literally need like a Arthur Mello or a Ben Davis. So that was a, that was expected, wasn't it? But like, like he, he got asked about Chelsea, and like he said, um, I can't say anything without my lawyer present, like about Chelsea spending, because of course, like loads and loads of signings, like. Eight point like eight and a half year deals to try and like stretch them over to like avoid FFP and all that. So, yeah, what, what did, was you surprised we didn't sign anyone? Or uh, no, no, I was quite you know, yeah, I was quite like I, I knew you know to like 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 ninety ninety five percent that we're not going to sign anyone. But you never know. That's the thing. You you never know what can happen in the last you know um, hours of a transfer deadline day. We've seen it before, but. I just felt at the moment with with Gakpo already signed and you know with all the talk that Jurgen Klopp already done about not signing and that we haven't seen anyone really going out because we need to keep kind of every player that we have because of the, the injuries but also because we needed you know that kind of squad going forward um so I was just sitting you know patiently and just waiting for the transfer window to shut because I was quite tired of all the things going on on especially Twitter about buying, buying or transfers, transfers not happening, you know, this and that all the time. So now I even wrote the tweet myself, like I think it was yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, but I just 
uh, wrote saying, you know, I'm, I'm happy that the transfer window is shut because now we can all go back to focus on what really matters. It's actually Liverpool coming back to play hopefully some good football and we can be there to support the team and Jürgen to do so because that's what it's all about. Um, I know that the transfers are a big, you know, uh, subject for for many, like even me included. I, I obviously like when things are happening, but I think, you know, it's just become, a, obviously because we are playing bad, it's been a, you know, a discussion where it's it all comes down to owners money you know comparing us to others what others do and stuff it's not it's not even fun anymore to follow because it's just a toxic place when it comes to this it's like everyone forget it's a football club where we want to support the football club doing well i understand the transfers are included of being successful as well with bringing in you know good players with quality but we've done this kind of you know windows before where we only bring in the right player if the right players available or we wait until we can actually buy them in the summer which we've done as well so you know it's not it's no news that Liverpool behaves in a certain way and I think we're still doing it the right way I, I agree with people that said you know the FSG should have backed up even more or even invested in midfielders yes I would have liked to see that as well but at the same time if they already have a plan in place for the summer like clearance of the of the squad because that's going to happen and already have transfer targets that are quite short to actually get you know, I'm happy. Like they, they already, they probably got a plan. They got an economical plan for it as well. So that's the thing. Nice to be the window to be shut, and now we can just actually just focus on what's going on, on the pitch, and hopefully we can do better. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I was at as well, and where I think we all should be at. Like when the window's open, you want something to happen. If it's not going to, and you kind of know, just like like you said, the track record of Klopp and FSG, we tend to do stuff early as early as possible and we did do that with the player that we got in Gakpo so we've gave him enough time to kind of try and get used to the team I think we saw good signs against Brighton Gakpo that he was trying to yeah get used to the team and stuff and Darwin Nunes done an interview yesterday saying basically saying he doesn't feel like he's in good form but it's kind of like the teams are in good form at the minute but in terms of like stat, I saw like a stat yesterday, Darwin Nunes, like in terms of like shots and like touches in opposition box, like he's like first or second in like the stats. So like we've got loads of good players. It's just about getting them, getting them in the right positions and getting us um, back into into good form. And speaking of good form, someone who's not not is the opposite of good form is uh, Fabinho. Uh, Klopp got, I think it was Neil Jones asked him about. Fabinho and he kind of just spoke like quite openly like about about him and he said um basically he knows that he's not flying and he has to work uh, his way back it's and he said it's good that we have Stefan in this moment because um he's doing a good job Fabinho did it for us for so many years but at the moment it's not clicking he's not the happiest person on the planet right now but he understands the decision and I think that's kind of what we've said like they him and also Henderson as well can both play that six position. We've both, like, in the past, we've always said if Fabinho is not fit, we can play Hendo there. Like, that's maybe the way forward for Hendo and whatever else. And now they're both out of form. Bacetic just come in and done amazingly well. But they won't be happy to be, like, playing second fiddle to, like, someone who's so young and so fresh into the team. But it's kudos to Bacetic, isn't it, that he's came in and, and grasped that position. And, and yeah, it's up to Fabinho. Like, is he... <laughs> the longer it goes on with Fabinho, like... The more I'm just thinking, like, are we just, might we just, like, go, fuck it, we can't, he's not going to get back there. We, we might have to sell him. And it might be an option, like, in the end to, to do that. But obviously, you won't get anywhere near as much as you would have, like, a couple of years ago. But 
yeah, it's it's a weird one for being the owner. Like as much as we keep saying it every week, and we've saw like I think we mentioned on like I think it might have been the Chelsea one or Chelsea game or the Brighton game. Can't remember. Like he was trying to do the right things, and there was some like small signs that he was doing the right things, but he's just it looks like a long road back for him to get back to where he was, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know that's the that's the hard thing about Fabinho as well because obviously he's been out of form before, but you know it's just been a very short period of time, um, and now it's been going on like he was really really good at the you know second stage of last season, uh, and then obviously this season loads of players has been good, but he's been one of them who's been really really bad, like really really bad in comparison to what we've seen before. I just saw this thing on Twitter. Uh, yesterday as well, like with videos about you know his his best part since you know joining us in great games and in big games as well. Fucking hell, he was brilliant. You forget yeah. that so quick. Like I saw him, you know, when he played against Barcelona and you know played against uh, City and stuff. He was everywhere on them and didn't get you know give them time on the ball. He slide tackled in, won the ball. You know, great tackles. You know, with his body. You know, just you know just. Uh, Almost like, you know, what do you call it? Like just moving people away uh, with his uh, physical strength and great passing, you know, little, you know, long passes or chip passes or whatever you call it behind the defensive line into like Mane and Salah. It was brilliant. And I just thinking, what, what what's happened? Like he's, he's, you know, he's still like only, what is it, 29 or whatever it is. So I'm thinking like, what is it that happened with him? Because no one can turn from that such a great player. It may be the best in the world in that position for like two, three seasons and then just go to one of the worst. Um, but, you know, that's the thing, like Klopp said as well, P- you know, players go through these periods and the only thing they can do is just to keep on working and hopefully it will turn around quicker than than later. And I just think that we should have, have a little bit of patience because like Klopp said, is not, obviously now he's not happy with the decisions of being dropped but that's the that's the way it goes and he just have to continue working on the training pitch and with Bajsetic playing that well even though he's that young that gives us an option luckily for us um but that's the thing uh you know we should have patience and hopefully Fabinho can turn around and come back a player that he was but you know um if it continues the whole season like this and nothing really changes then I can see us maybe trying to cash in on in the summer to try to buy a replacement you know someone who's younger more energetic and got the legs again uh but if it starts to showing you know the 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 old good signs um this season already now come spring then uh, i think we should be a little bit you know not, not too hasty with you know selling him because if he turns it around now he can you know play for a couple of more seasons being really really good but we need to see that change now and it doesn't have to, it can't be something that is you know continue for a, a, over a year to be that bad so let's see what happens but yeah uh, that's the thing we we need our players best uh, back in the best uh, form that we can but i understand it doesn't happen overnight either so yeah what we don't want to do is sell them and then he all of a sudden turns into an animal again and we're like oh fucking hell what's what, what have you been what have you been doing <laughs> exactly so that's that's the thing like come summer they all get a chance to you know there's going to be loads of players leaving and i uh, you know i'm sure of loads of players coming in not loads but there will be several players coming in because we, Klopp will need to rebuild this team and i think that's the plan uh that's why we're not spending a lot of money now in the winter we're gonna do it in the summer we already have the transfer goals so I'm, I'm quite sure of it but that's the thing like i i'm sure fabinho is involved in the future plans um so you know i think he he will still be there even though 
if he's going to be the starter or not. But hopefully, he can you know swap you know swap to what he was before and then continue to play from there. Yeah, I mean, we all we're all praying that it happens because we. I mean, at the minute, that's something we like. That's why Bacchus has come in and done so well, and I'm fair play to him. But Fabinho was playing well, like it instantly raises like everyone else's performance around him yeah. as well. Because we know, like you said, that that clip where highlights of like what he was doing like a couple of years ago, I saw it, and it's like fucking hell, like just like picking her up and actually going past people with the ball as well, like something that if you tried that now, he'd probably fall over and do like a yeah. I don't know, just and like. It- fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he chased people down, you know, won the ball straight away. He didn't give them a chance, you know, great tackles in as well. I, I saw that tackle on, I think it was my fellow Swedish uh, countryman, uh, Linda Lerv in Man United, centre-back. I think, yeah. you know, he gave him a proper tackle. He won the ball and then just kept on going straight into him and just fell and just laid on the floor. I don't say, it didn't look nice. I remember that tackle, but when I saw it back on Twitter, you know, like a film clip, I was like, get in. That's the Fabinho I want to see. And I don't care if someone's actually, you know, st- you know, struck down and laying on the floor for a little bit, it's, as long as it's not a dangerous tackle, obviously. But it's, we need that kind of physical Fabinho in the middle because if you have that monster in the middle, winning balls, putting tackles in, you know, raising everyone's game in that area, then you will have a much bigger chance of actually winning the midfield battle in a game as well, which we don't do at the moment, but we have done better with by Keita and Thiago, obviously, but not in the same way that we've seen before. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs sorting and Fabinho's, well, for me, it's, it's near the top of the list to try and sort to try and sort him out somehow. I don't know. I don't know if he's just getting up at like he's waking because he's got a new baby. He's up, he's up at like every hour of the day. Just bit, like I don't know, but it just seems like he's. I don't know what's out. It's mad. It's. I can't explain it. I don't think it'll ever be explained. I don't even think he'll be able to explain it because Klopp said he knows that he's not in the best form, but it's trying to like get back to that. Like it's. I don't know what the process is. It's difficult. Um, but Klopp got asked about. So tomorrow is Mo Salah's two hundredth. Um, league appearance for Liverpool, which is pretty amazing. I was just looking at the um, the stats, and it's it's fucking it's crazy. Like so, he's played 199 appearances in the league for Liverpool, 125 goals and 50 assists. So 175 goal contributions in 199 games. That is that's amazing. Like it literally is so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, you can't take anything away from him, despite his being quite bad this season, uh, or very bad, maybe, in terms of Salah levels. Compared um, to, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, we need Salah back in form as well, scoring goals and contributing goals, because he's, uh, he's a threat always, if he's that kind of player, you know, uh, at the moment he's not. I don't see he's, I don't see him as a big threat anymore when I look at him, but that's that's goes that goes for the whole team, you know. We haven't really been a threat for a long time now, and that's what we want to turn around and and change. We want to be a team that you know is more scary to play against than who got players who actually score goals and create things. So we need Salah to just, in my opinion, keep on playing because he will also hit form. Uh, at some point, and when it does, that can help loads for himself and other players as well. So there's no, there's no, there's no real point, in my opinion, to you know put him on the bench, even though some people might have raised their voices about that. Because in the end, we don't really have anyone that's better than him, and that can actually, you know, from just, you know, from a time to another, just change and become great and score goals and you know uh, uh, and give assists and all that. So. 
I don't see the point to actually bench him, to be honest. I just rather keep on playing him together with like the likes of Darwin and Gakpo and you know Lee, uh, Luis Diaz and Jota when they're back to just try to have the best front forwards that we can. Uh, if we want to take him off, you know, it, in the end of a game. If we lead to nil or we just need to, you know, rest him a bit, that's fine. But I don't see any point to bench him not to start him because I think in the end of the day, he's one of the best and we need the best just to keep on playing to try to perform and change what we've seen so far. So, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not concerned yet, but it would be nice for Salah to just come back and score some goals for us. Yeah, I think complaining like a, a much change front three doesn't help me either because he kind of thrives on people around him. I think we said before, like Trent being like, 60 yards away rather than 30 and like no Henderson in that position and it's kind yeah. of a change quite a bit from what we've naturally been doing because we've had to because we've been we were getting battered so everything's kind of the whole shape of the team and that kind of a lot of the players aren't doing what they're naturally good at they're having to kind of limit that which I think that kind of impinges on what Salah's trying to do which is I mean yeah I think Fabinho and getting Fabinho and Salah back into form if I could click a button and it happens, we'd be we'd be we'd start winning footy matches straight away. I'm convinced of that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Wolves, of course. That's who we're playing. Uh, like I said, we played them three times in the past month. Um, so we played them uh, in the uh, FA Cup um, twice, of course, uh, 2-2. And then we, we beat them at their place with the, with the Harvey Elliott Screamer. Um, but just in terms of their form, in terms of like just Premier League, they've won two of the last five. It's the last five. Oh, they got beat by City 3-0. They beat West Ham 1-0. Drew 1-1 with Villa. Lost 1-0 to Man United. And beat Everton 2-1 at Goodison. So that's the last five. Our last five is, is <laughs> not good either, to be fair, when you look at it. Uh, one win against uh, Wolves in the Cup. In terms of Premier League, though, yeah, we beat. In terms of last five, we beat we beat Leicester and and, and Villa, but yeah, lost to Brentford, lost to Brighton, drew to Chelsea. So we haven't won a Premier League game since we beat Leicester, and they were that was from two own goals. Exactly. So when, you put, when you look at it like that, it's not it's not great. Um, but yeah, they they need points. So they they've got a very they've got a good team. That on Klopp's mentioned loads of times, they've got good players, Nunes and Neves and the Damatre already always does well against us because we tend to give him a lot of space on that right hand side for him to run into, which is the worst thing you can do. But they're on seventeen points. They're joint eighteenth with Bournemouth. They need the points away from home. Obviously, we've done well against them in the cup, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a difficult one, isn't it? And I, I just think like in terms of like starting eleven predictions. I mean, we can't. I don't think there's much we can. I think we said it last time on the on the last show, but there's not much we really can change. It's probably just going to be quite similar to the, the yeah. Chelsea game, isn't it? Yeah, I think so because that's the that you know the team that's been playing has been the steps uh, forward for us. So, like Klopp mentioned as well, you know we've seen uh, situations and moments that is positive that you know he will bring with him to the next game, and I think one of them is to actually not um, break up the team that's been 
better and better, if you like. So I think we're going to see, you know, almost the same team uh, starting. In, you know, Wolves will probably be a little bit different because they had a, a few, rest, you know, rested a few in the cup. So this is Premier League. Obviously, it will be focused for them. And, you know, that might be that it's going to be a stronger Wolves team. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't really know who's injured for them, who's out or whatever with the any suspensions or whatever it is. But, you know, they, they have a good team and they are quick and strong as well and got good, you know, good midfielders. So I expect a tougher game. Um, but I also expect us to step up a bit. You know, that's the thing we need to just, you know, think of that and actually just try to do that every time. There's no other thing to do. But in terms of the team, like you said, I, I don't see us swap much. Um, I hope that Darwin Nunes starts, though. Like, we need that. Yeah. We need his speed and his, you know, chaos, like we say, at the start of the game and not just only the last 20 minutes because it might be too late. It might be too hard for him to change something, on, you know, on himself because he's... He's also someone who's not in the best form and, you know, he's been injured, he's been on the bench. So I don't see, I'd rather just give him the self-confidence boost of actually starting the game and hopefully he can get the time to uh, put his mark on the game as well instead of just trying to do it in like the last 20, 15 minutes. So uh, that's probably like the only big change that I would do. Um, otherwise, I see the same defensive line. Obviously, now Konate is out, so... There would probably be Joe Gomez and Martip, I guess. Um, Robertson, Trent, um, and then the same midfield that we see before with Thiago Keita and Bajsetic because I think they've been doing good, so there's no point to change it. And then with uh, Gakpo to the left, Darwin uh, up front and Salah to the right. And I, I know that Harvey Allard obviously has been good. He's scored goals, but at the same time, I, I just feel like I, I don't mind Gakpo playing because I think he was doing good late uh, last time against Brighton as well. So I'd rather you see him coming into it a bit, and then we can swap and change with Elliot if you like. If that's on the in the central midfield, or if that's you know uh, on the wings, that's another question. But that's kind of how I see it because I also want us to have the speed up front because we, I think you know Wolves would probably need to go forward a bit and that means if we sit back a little bit and have counter-attacks we have really pacey plays up front which can harm them as well so that's my view on it as a terms of team yeah I think that's I would love that 11 to be honest like I said that Harvey Elliott's great but as a left winger like I said like we said with Salah like not being in complete great form like he's having to play alongside Gakpo, who's naturally a left winger, Klopp seems to want to keep playing him into centre in centre forward position, so we can get used to like dropping in deep and and linking up play and stuff. And but I just feel like at this moment in time, it's it's like a little bit of an experiment that we're doing to try and get him into that position. And I don't think yeah. it's probably the right, it's not the right time to do it for me. Like just get Gakpo exactly. left wing, get yeah. Nunes up front, and let's just get at them. And like with the extra pace, like we can get like any of those. Gakpo, Nunes, and Salah, balls over the top, balls in behind, but we can we can really cause a lot of a lot of damage. And then you've got obviously, then you've got Harvey Elliott to come off the bench for I don't know Thiago for the last thirty on the right side of midfield three or or whatever, like just stuff like that. Where yeah, Nunes needs to to start, and I think he will just because we've brought him off the bench the last couple of times. I think this one's going to be a starter and hopefully a, a goal where he. A game yeah. where he gets gets a goal, and I think apart from that, there's not there's not much like you said, Gomez and Matip, but I don't think in terms of like other players like Henderson, Henderson Milner, Jones, Fabinho, Oxley Chamberlain, um, Simicass. I mean, that that'll probably be the bench owner, I imagine. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think the little experiment as well from Klopp to try to get Gakpo to understand to play central and come come deep and try to link up with the midfield and the wing wingers as well. It's I understand the plan. I understand the you know the 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 main goal of it to actually get him into being able to play that position as well. But I think at the moment of time, as you mentioned as well, it's not the right time for it because we need Darwin up front to be threatening the defensive line in a different way and the way he actually creates chances himself the way he puts himself in position where he can actually score I, I don't think it's the the best time to put him on the left even if he can play there so it's better to have Gakpo on the left where he's more his natural position and let him play there and try to flourish there for a bit and then if we want to try to you know teach him to play central for us to do that Firmino role if you like in the future yeah okay let's you know uh, go to the training pitch and do that come uh, further down the line in the spring or even summer or next season but at the, at the moment we just need to try to actually win football games in the best way possible and, and for me that is actually playing Darwin as a striker because that's what it is and we've seen it th- this season even though he missed a lot that he's actually getting into positions to score quite a lot so now when he's back just try to get him to score more goals and because if he score more goals then we will win more games that's simple for me yeah and I, I mentioned like Wolves needing to win like we if we want to I know people have kind of gave up hope on <laughs> top four but like Klopp got asked today like about well he was just chatting generally and he said like it's feel, it feels weird that we're only halfway through the season and obviously, obviously that's cut of course because of the um the World Cup and stuff. So I think naturally in your brain, you're thinking the season's further along when it's actually not. We've still got another 19 games left to play. Yeah, Still 57 points left to play for. So if any, any mentioned like we've not had a good first half, but it's in, it's up to us what we do with the second half of the season. Like we can do whatever we want, but we just need to sort some stuff out. And I think if we sort some stuff out, get players back, um, but we need to take the right steps before then. We need to start like being solid, like I said, with the same defence, same midfield, as much as you can without injuries, and then trying to get people in the right positions in the forward three. If we beat Wolves, we go on 32 points. We leapfrog uh, Brentford, Fulham and Brighton. Um, and then we're only seven points off top four, um, which I still still seems like a lot considering Man United the the team in fourth joint with Newcastle but they're both in very good form both got to the um, Carabao Cup final recently both look very good so it's going to be it's going to be a challenge but I think if we just yeah I mean win by any means necessary I think is just the way you've got to just get the wins on the board just because obviously we've not signed anyone apart from Gakpo we're not going to get any new people in now the window's closed so just get just draw a line under it as much as, as easy it's easy to say rather than do and just go for it, and just I'm sure that's what Klopp's telling them. And like once players come back, it's like having that um, people in the dressing room and, and people available, like so Jota, like having Jota and Diaz and Firmino back available as a forward line. Fucking hell, like you could play that forward line tomorrow, exactly. and it would yeah. be amazing. Like do you know what I mean? So we need to take the small steps in the meantime, now to literally give the platform for the players coming back into like. We don't yeah. want to be too far away because 10 points is far. We could be seven. But if yeah. it's getting to like 13s and 15s and you get yeah, into like 15 games left, then you're like, yeah, that it's just not going to happen. Now, that's going to be something that it will be on, you know, in the player's mind as well. If we if we reach that kind of number numbers in, in terms of the points, like 10, 13, 15, you know, that, that's something that will get into their heads and may, maybe 
you know not be a favorite or and just make you know the them deflate just like there's no there's no chance we will actually be able to catch that so that could have a bad effect as well so we need to win a few games to see that the gap is actually closing so we can actually you know be closer to to the top four then further away from it because that means that we maybe get some self-confidence as well and see yeah, there there might be a chance there is a chance because then in the next game we go in with that mindset instead of seeing the gap being bigger and bigger so that's very important as well and now when we're out of the domestic cups and don't play them games anymore like in, in, in the times to come then we don't have to we don't have to rest players or rotate players in the same way. Or you know, we, now we only got the Premier League and the Champions League to focus on. So, like you said, the, there's no point to just put the best team available on the pitch every game and just go for it. And I understand, obviously, this sometimes you need a bit of change because you need to rest someone, or there might be a slight injury somewhere where you have to be, you know, if we're a precaution, just to take it a little bit easy and stuff. That will, that will happen. But I don't see this. There's no point for us now. Like there's going to be loads of games now. We're out of the League Cup. We're out of the FA Cup. So let's just go the best team for every Premier League game left of the season. And even though obviously we want to go for it for the Champions League as well, that you know, th- th- there's no doubt about it. Obviously, but you know. To try to actually get points in the Premier League, it's for me now more important than the Champions League, in my opinion. I want to obviously go on and beat Real Madrid and get him out of the cup and actually go and win it. That would be amazing. But at the moment, I don't really see it because of the way we are playing. So I will always have my faith in Liverpool when we when it comes to kick off and when we actually play in the game. So when we play Real Madrid, I will still be there thinking that we will win it. But, you know, that will be then, not now. Now I will focus to actually get the points in the Premier League and actually try to just make it a little bit better in terms of where we are in the, in the league table. So... Yeah, go, go go for it, and there's no point to, to do anything else. Just play the best team available, and um, yeah, get the three points against Wolves to start there. Yeah, I think it's hard to sometimes get yourself excited when Liverpool aren't in the best vein of form as well. Like you, you can't like, like you got Wolves, you got Everton, you got Newcastle, and you're like, like you look at them going, oh fucking hell! Like whereas like a couple of years ago, you'd be like, right, Sam, bring the bring the bring the bastards on, but now we're like. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Another game where Liverpool might not show up, and yeah, a lot of things. But yeah, looking forward to the Madrid game, as even though it seems like it's going to be a, a long time away. But um, I don't know why we do score predictions because it's literally pointless. We both said two one to the last game, and we got beat two one. So we got the score line right. We just got the wrong teams. Uh, what, what are you thinking for this one? Oh, I, I don't know, but you know, this is a. This is a part of the show where I'd be like, oh, you know, oh, even if, if, yeah, that's the thing. And even if my head says one thing and try to be, you know, the logical Christian, that my heart says something else, obviously. <laughs> so I would still go with my heart because that's what you tend to do as a supporter. Just, you know, go with the good feelings because there's no point. It's no point to try to be <laughs> negative. We would be negative yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. So I'll say Liverpool go in, go win 3 1. And, Darwin actually gets two. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate! Imagine, imagine the lift we'd get as a fan base, and just like even just for the players, like if we go and like score a couple of goals or win by a couple of goals, even if it's two, two nil or three one or I mean even a one nil, I take just an OG. I take anything, but I think like like a performance that is good as well would yeah. be like just such a. It's just something I... small like that would boost us so much, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, and the thing is, I will always take a Leicester game, like Leicester points, where <laughs> they score two own goals, which will never happen again in the same way. I always take that in any game. That's fine. But to be honest, like we need a performance as well. Like yeah. We need to feel like, oh, Darwin scored two goals. They were great, like against Southampton when I was over at the last game before the World Cup break. You know, score two goals and, you know, another player score another one. We win 3-1. Solid performance. Yes, we conceded one, but we were great going forward and we scored goals and we had this player in form and we can show he run into positions, he scored goals and this player was really good, you know, contributed to this and that. We need that kind of performance where we can actually talk yeah. about what the players did and what they did good, you know, instead of playing, what you know, talking about they were playing bad or all that kind of stuff. So instead of just winning because of the sake of winning, please, can we just win in a really good way for us to talk about something really good? good in performance wise thank you yeah because all we keep all we keep doing is doing these shows and be like oh where's it going wrong lad what should we do how are Liverpool gonna fix it and now it's like let's just let's just have a let's have a good performance Liverpool let's just put in a put in a good one so we can at least stop boring us with the same oh why is Fabinho a knobhead why is Salah not scoring like etc um so yeah that's what but that's when we have Stefan Bicetic to talk about you know there's a you know a young kid coming in from I wouldn't say nowhere obviously because he's been he's been good like you know before when he came in from the bench but to actually start the games being an 18 year old playing that responsible position where he's you know having loads of pressure on him to be that kind of wall against uh you know ahead of uh in front of the defensive line and also link up uh midfielder for the others and you know create um uh, the game for others as well. You know, he's been done, he's done brilliantly. And I think, you know, that's also a thing. I, I read this article, a long article from, um, what's his name? Paul Tompkins, is it? Um, which I just read and I saw on Twitter and I, I read it and I just thought his um, opinions and thoughts on Liverpool uh, in general at the moment was they were really, really brilliant because that's not just only to say because I agree with him loads and that's how I think, but he put, you know, he put a lot of, you know, focus on things like, you know, uh, transfers and all that kind of stuff as well. And I agree with not buying just for buying and the sake of it to get a player. Because if we buy a midfielder now, just because we need a midfielder, um, you know, due to, you know, bad forms, injuries and all that kind of stuff. It means that we buy someone, probably not too cheap, who will expect to play. And that means we push Bicetic out of the way in one way. Because he's still young, because he's still learning his trade, because he's still this youngster we don't really think of as a first team player in the same way as we see the others. So if we would buy someone for like forty million pounds, for example, we would expect that midfield to all right, you you was bought you was bought in January for forty million pounds. Now you will go in and play like the most of the games and change for us, like change how we play and you know come in with a bit of a boost. But then I I agree with not just buying for someone that you know maybe wouldn't perform as good as Bicetic, to be honest, or the same kind of level. So that would mean that we actually block him from keep on developing. So with midfielders back and the plan in summer, we have a player in Bicetic who is only 18 years old, who starts the last couple of games for us, played really, really well. And Man United, Real Madrid, Barcelona wanted as much as anyone tried to, you know, come to their clubs and he chose Liverpool and now he's playing for us. So I'd rather you see him keep on playing, developing, even if that's a risk as well, instead of just buying someone for the sake of it. So loads of these little things that were really, really, you know, good to read in a, from a supporter perspective, just to get a logical view on things. I really enjoy that. So if you haven't read it, then read it because it was good points of, of Liverpool as a club and how we are run and how we are 
you know what, what legacy and history as well and how we've always been acting as well so you know that was really good to not being too negative to actually get some positive feelings yeah, I read it as well. It's always, as ever, it's always a good piece when it's uh, from Paul Tompkins. Like always, it's always good, not not reactive, not the not the negative bullshit. I mean, you can be negative, and if you want to be negative, sound, but you might you might as well be like like we mentioned, like when you're doing score predictions, you're not going to go ah two nil to Wolves. What's the point? Because what we what's the point in doing this? What's the what? Literally, we might as well swerve it. We might as well swerve it and just fucking. Exactly. Go and, go and watch the telly. Fucking hell. Um, I don't mind. Yeah. My new telly. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I need, yeah. To, I need to come around and see this new telly. Um, yeah, yeah. Which brings me on to my next point before we go about the show that we we will will be doing in um, Sweden. So I get to, I might have to pop around to Christian's house and see the new telly. Um, so we're we're looking to do a live show in no shopping no shopping. No shipping, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Sweden, close enough, close enough, uh, close enough. Yeah. Um, so we're we're aiming for the first of April, which is uh, the Man City game, but we know that because like TV and whatever else, they might change it to Sunday or I don't know, change it to another day. If they don't, then we're gonna obviously aim for that one, even if it's an early kick off on the Saturday. I can go over and me and Christian can do like a show beforehand and. We'll do some giveaways. We'll have some bevies. We'll have a chat. We can watch the game. Um, we can do a chat after. So I mean, we've got like a there's like a Facebook group, isn't it? With like we've got like near enough fifty people. Not confirmed, but they've said yeah that they'll they'll they're interested. Obviously, we don't know exactly one if the game's going to change or whatever. If it does change, we'll pick another game. We'll do it in May, maybe another as long as on a Saturday, just because obviously we want to have people there to enjoy themselves. We don't want it to be a Sunday and people are on in work the next day and stuff. So if we can pick a game. Yeah. I think Man City is the ideal one if we can. I think we were going to do Man United, but that changed as well. So Yeah, um, exactly. And City... if Yeah, sorry, if the City game is obviously changed as well, then we will aim for another game um further down during spring, maybe May time or something like that. That would obviously be the you know the end of season, but that's the only thing to do when we can't control what what's going on with the decisions from TV and stuff. So yeah, hopefully yeah. it will stay on a Saturday. But yeah, that I can just give a little bit of a short information, even though it's, a, it's you know in Sweden. Uh, I lived in Norship before, so I know this supporters group quite well, and they always have like really good uh, support meetings. They, I remember, obviously Champions League final is always a Champions League final. There will always be loads of people. I think they got like three hundred and fifty people in in the pub uh, that night, which was uh, amazing. And it's a local pub where you know Liverpool supporters always go. Uh, I know the owner of the pub as well. He's uh, he's always helping out their group to you know with the good you know price cuts for food and. And, and beers and you know making sure that we can watch all the the games on screens you know and all that kind of stuff so it's a great um, supporters group uh always having loads of people uh, at the meetings great pub that they go to a uh, nice city as well so yeah um, i'm looking forward to it and hopefully it will be uh able to uh to be arranged and uh, as uh, as as we said as mick mentioned as well you know i, I just posted this in, in in the group i posted this like post of interest and it's been like 50 something people who said they are interested in a in an event like that but if it happens then we can actually create a proper event and i am sure if there's like 50 people just saying they're interested when if we know that we can actually have the event i'm sure it will be more than 50 so that's good it's exciting. It's exciting. I think if if it stays on Saturday and it's Man City, uh, it's away from home. Obviously, we're at City's ground, so 
not as of a nice feeling as it would be if it was at Anfield, of course, because it would be with that would be more likely to get something. I mean, we don't know what, what we don't know what shape Liverpool are going to be in April. We might be absolutely flying, fucking fingers crossed. So it might be even more exciting going into that 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 game, considering if we might have caught up top four or whatever else. But I think it's um, if you're interested, if you if it's something that I mean, if you if you live in Sweden or you I don't know you're in Sweden for some reason on on. Around those times, just let us just give us a message on either Twitter or Instagram, or you can email us, which is the copite podcast at gmail.com. Just send us an email saying that you're interested, and we can always just add you to the like provisional list about who's gonna be going because it'd be nice to see everyone there. I think it's just something exciting that we can, if we do this, then we might be able to do a couple more in the in the future and in, in other places. Um, if, if, if we if we can, uh, so it's exciting stuff. Um, but yeah, let's um let's leave it there. Just before I go, I actually want to give a shout out to Jack Design. So if you haven't been over to Jack Design yet, then please do. It's jackdesign.uk forward slash shop. So if you're after some Liverpool gear, um mugs, jumpers, whatever. Like he's got a like a new um clop, like a keyring, which is like absolutely smashing it with that. So if you if you're after like anything like that, like keyrings or anything, there's loads of good stuff on there. And if you enter the code get to your checkout, enter the code COPITE10, you get yourself 10% off as well. So if you do that, you help Jack and you help us as well at the same time. Um, so that'd be very nice. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it there, lad. Nice one, everyone, for listening. The Reds are back. It's nice. It's nice and it's not nice because I'm, I'm partly worried about what we're going to see. I'm partly worried about your telly, just in case it gets get kicked or or smashed <laughs> it won't happen now mate I, i'm just gonna start pay pay that off now so i'm not not gonna happen <laughs> yeah but we're, we're looking forward to having Liverpool back um clock mentioned like we've had time to try and work on things hopefully the time we're having in between games obviously there's more time in between the wolves and the everton game where we can work on stuff get people back so we need to, like we said we need to take the right steps in the right direction hopefully wolves is the game that we keep saying is the is it going to be the game where Liverpool start a little mini run. Let's hope Wolves is the game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, nice one, everyone, for listening. Nice one, Christian. And we'll see you all next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.